where we go to the hotline and talk to Ryan Callahan of Go Vols 24-7. Ryan, I hope the uh, trip back from Hoover, Alabama left uh, the entire 24 sports gang fully intact and tooth fillings in place thanks to the Alabama roads. Well, yeah, it's still in progress, and so no, no guarantees. So we'll we'll just have to see. We we stayed in uh, stayed in Hoover last night, and, and are still on en route to Knoxville. So uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's not the most exciting drive, unfortunately. Well, safe travels to everyone in the vehicle, and greetings and salutations to everyone, including uh, the old uh, high school bro, uh, Wes Rucker. Uh, <laughs> if we could start with the negative news from the recruiting week. Uh, Tennessee loses uh, on July 5th a junior college commitment. Jordan Davis, who's on about his fifth school now, uh, announced that he's no longer coming to Tennessee. Now he's going to Ole Miss. What do we, or I'm sorry, Mississippi State. Where do we, what do we read into that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was clearly a situation that Tennessee was going to have to, to work hard to, to hold on to him either way. Uh, not, not surprising now that it's, now that it's happened. I think things, you know, appeared to be headed in that direction. He had been to Mississippi State a couple times last month. Uh, went to one of their camps, and, and proximity always a, a concern in those in those deals. Uh, you know, he, he he's from Memphis, so you know I, I don't think uh, geography was necessarily a huge factor working in their favor. But once you get to those Mississippi, Mississippi junior colleges, Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State especially have some pretty strong connections to those schools. It's easier for them to get those guys on campus during the summer, especially. So there were some things working against Tennessee there, and they had clearly been having to fight for a couple of months to hold on to him. You know, at one point he announced a top six that didn't even include Tennessee uh, before sort of deleting that tweet an hour or two later. So uh, it, it was it was a tenuous situation at best, and Tennessee had been kind of preparing for this possibility. So not the end of the world for them, but obviously a, a talented guy and a junior college player that they had hoped could, could come in right away. And, and now that he's back on the market, he continues down that road. But I – there's at least enough of a relationship there that you still might hear of some contact there, but Tennessee obviously has plenty of other options uh, in search of edge rushing help as well. Well, that was going to be my next question. Is he somebody that Tennessee continues to pursue after all this, or do the Vols kind of move on? Uh, I, I think they probably mostly move on, but but you know because there is such a long-standing relationship, I don't I don't think you, you completely close that door just yet. You know that. He hasn't used any official visits, so so we'll we'll see if you know you've got enough official visits. You still could take a swing at a guy like that. Uh, and let's face it, he hasn't been on campus at Tennessee since this staff got to Tennessee. Uh, his only visit ever to, to Knoxville was during the Butch Jones era, uh, several months after he committed to Alabama during his junior year of high school. So uh, it, it's a situation at least worth keeping an eye on. I, I don't think it's likely to, to be one that, that Tennessee has a real shot at flipping, but. I think there's enough of a relationship there. Jeremy Pruitt knows, has known him since high school that, that Tennessee might still might kick the tires there and see if anything uh, sort of uh, comes comes to fruition this fall as far as a visit uh, or anything more serious. Talking to Ryan Callahan of Govall's 24-7. His appearance each week brought to you by Henley Roofing, henleyroofing.net. Uh, Ryan, I, I don't want you to have to go into all the politics of uh, Memphis area football, but uh, Reggie Grimes Sr., is now a coach at Ravenwood. His son, Reggie Grimes, is one of the top prospects in the state of Tennessee. Not sure if he's even going to be eligible this year. And there are some other highly rated prospects that have been thought to be headed to Ravenwood. And again, would they be eligible if they went there? What is kind of this situation with first Reggie Grimes Jr. and then 
the other guys that may be in or out with this Ravenwood situation? Well, first of all, just to, and just to clarify, a lot of people that know him are aware of this. But Reggie Grimes is, uh, was, was previously at Mount Juliet, so he's a Nashville area guy, sort of unrelated to this, uh, pretty much unrelated entirely to this, this whole deal with the, the group of Memphis kids who are uh, looking for a, for a new home somewhere to, to play this season. Uh, you know that we'll see what happens with that situation. It sounds like that it's been kind of they, they've maybe started to backtrack a little bit on the on the talk of, of transferring to Ravenwood. There's still uh, a lot of things to be sorted out there. Uh, but it's a group of players led by Chris Morris, the four-star offensive lineman uh, who, who played at Freedom Prep Academy in Memphis, a charter school uh, whose area technically covers all of Shelby County, uh, and that that made it essentially impossible for them to transfer easily, uh, if not at all anywhere in the city of Memphis or that surrounding area to play this season. So they initially had planned to transfer to Memphis Central High School. Uh, the TWSWA ruled them ineligible for that move. So uh, if they had continued to stay at that school, they only would have been able to practice. And Chris Morris, as a, as a rising senior, obviously wants to play this season. So they're still looking for a new home. And it, it's possible they have to cross over into Arkansas or Mississippi, somewhere like that, to, to be able to play this season. We'll see. Uh, I certainly think the Ravenwood possibility uh, you know, is, is looking much less likely than it was. Uh, a couple of days ago based on that report. But uh, certainly it, it raised some eyebrows at first as to, you know, what's going on here. It looked like Ravenwood was building some sort of uh, Golden State-level juggernaut there, uh, getting a, a bunch of players to transfer in this year. Uh, but but those are those situations are sort of unrelated in the Memphis deal. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't look like right now that it's likely to happen. So it's something to keep an eye on as far as Tennessee because Chris Morris and some of those guys are Tennessee targets. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be – uh, a situation where those guys are likely are headed to Ravenwood. Oh, what else in state is, is Tennessee looking at right now? I know you, you have the full update at GoVols 24-7, and I certainly don't want you to blow everything uh, that you've got behind uh, that, but what, what are some of the updates that Tennessee fans should be watching here over the next uh, little bit? Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, we're in mid-July, and uh, often a lot of in-state dominoes have fallen by now, but you know, as, as we kind of laid it out, earlier this week and, and that story you referenced on GoVols 24-7, there are a lot of guys, important targets uh, in state that, that Tennessee still could end up getting and, uh, and is battling for in many cases. You know, Reggie Grimes certainly is one of them, uh, currently the number two player in the state in, in the 24-7 sports composite and uh, a talented edge rusher who, who now you know, is looking a little less likely to, to follow in his father's footsteps at Alabama. I think that's, you know, that's certainly a, a battle Tennessee could win in the end. It's, it's a, a more realistic possibility if Alabama ends up not being a factor. So that, that's certainly one to watch. You know, we mentioned Chris Morris, the four-star offensive lineman from Memphis. Uh, regardless of whether you know, where he plays this season, that still looks like a Tennessee-Texas A&M battle. And Tennessee's had him on a few visits since early May. Uh, Omari Thomas, another four-star lineman, more of a defensive tackle uh, from the Memphis area at Briarcrest Christian School. Uh, another guy in Memphis, Bryson Eason, a four-star linebacker at Whitehaven High School. They've gotten back into play more with him recently. Uh, and, and still some other guys, obviously, locally. Tyler Barron, the four-star edge rusher at Knoxville Catholic. They, they obviously want him and I think are in good shape there. And then you've got some other guys who've popped up on the radar lately, like uh, Darian Williamson at Haywood High School in, in Brownsville over in West Tennessee. So, so some interesting and a lot of names still out there that they could really change the complexion of this class for Tennessee. Trayvon Ribka, a big-time defensive line target uh, in Dixon, just west of Nashville. So you've got some important names that I think we'll start to learn more about where those guys are headed over the next couple of months. And ultimately, whether Tennessee wins a lot or, or very many of those battles could go a long way toward determining whether this is potentially a top-10 class for Tennessee or top-15. You know, If they land all those in-state guys, 
it really could be a, a strong class for Tennessee if they just take care of business in state. Uh, I would be remiss, Ryan, if I didn't ask about uh, Haynes King. Is there any update there, or is it still complete radio silence uh, as he's uh, trying to make a decision? Yeah, there, there is an update, and we actually just posted an update here in the last little bit on, on Go Balls 24-7. There's, uh, there, there's definitely some, some signs of, of a, a decision maybe being on the horizon in the not-too-distant future. Uh, there have been a couple of crystal ball predictions on 24-7 sports for uh, Texas A&M to land Haynes King. I think that's that's kind of been the expectation all along is that, that the home state school would be tough to beat out in the end. But I think Tennessee quietly has, has been more optimistic at times that they ha- had a real shot at, at winning that one. There's enough of a relationship there. Tennessee's been recruiting him longer than Texas A&M. So it's been an interesting battle. But I, I think there is some, uh, you know, at least the possibility of a decision in the, the not-too-distant future. And uh, we'll see if, the, if it plays out that way. But I know he and his, he and his family have not been looking to – to drag this out any longer than necessary, you know, even though he postponed it beyond the opening finals, uh, which is longer than he wanted to wait. Uh, they, they've wanted to get this out of the way before his senior season. They know quarterbacks commit in the summer most of the time uh, if they haven't before then. So they, they want to get out of the way, and I think there's at least, uh, based on the buzz we've heard the last 24 or 48 hours, I think you're, you're likely to see a decision uh, at least in the next week or two, if not sooner than that. Uh, he and his family definitely want to get it over with if possible, and uh, it's starting to look maybe a little more positive for Texas A&M, but I don't know if that's done just yet. And you guys will have all the latest to go Vols 24-7, of course. I want to get your thoughts uh, quickly before I let you go on what you saw from Jeremy Pruitt and Tennessee's contingent at SEC media days yesterday. I think the general consensus from the national media, at least, seemed to be, other than the 21-minute opening statement, which I kind of thought was awesome, Tennessee really <laughs> seemed to win the day yesterday. I, I thought Jeremy Pruitt had a very good day. I thought Jared Garantano had, had a very good day and, and showed himself very well. You, you sense some confidence, I think, just throughout the program in general uh, and just kind of having a better feel of the direction of things going into year two under Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, I, I think some of the, the openness and honesty you heard from Jeremy Pruitt in, in some cases was very, very refreshing. He's always been a fairly direct guy in a lot of situations, but you know, sort, sort of admitting some, some mistakes essentially last year um, I think a lot of those things are, are, are positive and refreshing for fans to hear, especially after uh, the, the Butch Jones era where you didn't, didn't hear so much of that, if, if at all. So I think hearing that kind of thing, uh, another sign that Jeremy Pruitt, I think, has, has learned and adjusted uh, after one year as a head coach. And uh, obviously he's made some staff changes that reflect that too. And I think that's all really important for a head coach uh, to, to have some, some long-term success in the SEC and uh, another sign of, of, of possible growth there. And I think Tennessee is, is feeling pretty good about itself going into fall camp. But, you know, again, Jared Garantano said it himself, Jeremy Pruitt said, you know, he, he might present himself one way, but he's still going to be an intense, uh, focused guy on the practice field. Uh, they might be, you know, kind of quietly confident and feeling good about themselves right now. But uh, once they get on the practice field in a couple of weeks, that all could change. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, you guys have a whole big old pile of content up right now at Govals 24-7. Uh, what else can we look for from you and the guys uh, as we – go through this uh, rest of the week and this weekend? Yeah, tons of coverage up right now from, from SEC Media Days. We'll have plenty more throughout the week and, and really over the next several days. Uh, more recruiting coverage as well. The, the dead period is about a week away from, from ending, and, and that will lead to a, a pretty important week of, of unofficial visits and 
uh, things like that with, with Tennessee having another recruiting event next weekend before uh, turning its attention to the season. So lots of recruiting coverage as well. The, the latest on Haynes King, as I mentioned, is up on GoVols 24-7. So uh, lot, lots of stuff on the side, a, a busy time and a great time to check out everything at GoVols 24-7. You guys are working and posting while you're driving. I assume, though, whoever's driving isn't doing that. You guys have this login. Exactly. We appreciate it. Uh, safe travels for you and the crew. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian.